going on, everyone? And welcome back to episode 10 of our Chell Stars podcast. Today, we're going to have another good discussion. We'll be going over where we think certain teams will rank in their divisions and as to why. Also, a massive signing happened yesterday. Uh, and I know Kyle can't wait to speak on that. He's already had Colorado on his mind since we started yeah. this call. Hell yeah. And couple, yeah. And a couple other things around the league happened like the Wheeler captaincy getting stripped and the retirements we'll be getting into a little bit as well. And not to forget about our fan interaction question, which we will have every week. So Max, I'll let you uh, kick it off with the news around the league. Perfect. Thank you, Mikey. Uh, As you kind of alluded to, we have a fair bit of news um, to go over today. Um, Not all of which was actually signings for once. It's a little bit different here. Um, So I think we can just start off with the big one. Uh, there was a lot of rumors that he was going to be signed before the season started and he was going to be making top dollar, and it became true. Uh, he signed for $12.6 million, uh, Nathan McKinnon, obviously, for eight more years starting next summer. Uh, so he beats out McDavid's deal by 100 k to claim the top spot. Kyle, what's your thoughts? I'm really excited. Um, I'm sure you guys saw that coming. Um, super stoked that... Uh... We get Nate in town for another eight years. Um, I think it's a like relatively team-friendly deal as well. Um, obviously, being a $12.6 million deal is never going to be super team-friendly. Um, he deserves a lot more than that, so it's great to have him. Um, yeah. Yeah, you basically have to pay the guy that money for what he's done, and he's deserved it after being underpaid. And being known as the best contract in the NHL, which you never really want. <laughs> never want to be the best contract in the NHL. Because you know that means you're underpaid. <laughs> yep, absolutely. But now he's getting money. He's the highest paid guy in the NHL. Took off a bunch of UFA years, which is huge. So, yeah. Kyle, I got a question for you. Yeah, bring it on. So, if he's the highest paid player McDavid was beforehand, do you think when McDavid's contract ends... He's going to get more than that. Oh, he's no going to become doubt. the highest paid player again, right? No doubt. I, I, oh, absolutely. Either that or Matthews will be the highest paid player by then. Yeah, yeah Matthews is yeah, next really. summer, so look forward to that. Yeah, I, I like the yeah, cheeky, I like the cheeky hundred k more than uh, <laughs> than McDavid. Just to, just to poke does the that mean, Does that mean McDavid's contract is team friendly? <laughs> McDavid's contract incredibly oh, team friendly. I don't know. Yeah, it's if I mean, if you look at the analytics on the value of the of the contract, um, McDavid should be making like twice as much as he makes. That's mm. how much value he provides to the team. Yeah. Not that he can actually make twice as much because the salary cap limit or the the player contract limits, but yeah. I do also love looking at into the details of the contract, and then for the next three years, McKinnon takes home over fifteen million in signing bonuses. So almost all mm-hmm. of his deal is just in the first few years of signing bonus. So it's big money. Yeah, yeah. I think once the cap goes up too, the contract is actually going to look decent. Oh yeah, as long as it goes up, easily a couple of mil that will look like it's old counterpart basically yeah if there's rumors within the next like three to four years it could be up 10 10 million or more so hoping all right we can aaron do you have any thoughts on the mckinnon deal um nothing really extra to add to be honest like i agree that it's definitely team friendly although it may not look that way and i'm sure kyle is very ecstatic right now pretty stoked there's one guy at work that was like it's not a great deal i'm like bro i guess kyle i do have i had one question for you was there ever, ever any doubt that he would resign like it couldn't have been very stressful waiting no not at all actually um like the amount of times in the media he was he he said the only place i want to be is colorado like you just knew it's just a matter of time till they kind yeah. of got everything sorted out i'm pretty sure it was a blank check situation like how much do you want we'll make it work and Nate's a reasonable guy who values winning over making upwards of $20 million a year. So, yeah, 
which he could have easily got on the open market, like 15 or more. I wonder uh, if he did even have any offers. Probably, but I'm sure he shut those down pretty quick. For like a trade? Yeah, even just... Yeah, I guess so. Well, because when was his contract officially up? Not till uh, next year. End of this year. year. Yeah. End of this year, yeah. So. So, yeah. Maybe if they waited, but... Yeah, I, I didn't want them to. But he, he also said if they didn't get it done during the off season, then he was going to wait till next off season, which that that would have started making that would me be worry. scary. That would be stressful. Yeah. yeah. The same thing with like the Miller thing. If if you're waiting till next off season, then it's like, oh, now you start overthinking everything. Yeah. Alrighty, we can move on here to. Uh last two days here we've had three pretty big defensemen announcing their retirement uh all three of which were waiting for deals one really big defenseman yeah <laughs> literally yeah <laughs> um all three of which were waiting for deals this summer but who knows if behind the scenes they just never got them and this really helped with that decision or not but keith yandel zidane chara pk suban all retiring essentially so what are our thoughts on that, guys? Can't stand they that. Definitely didn't get a... Yeah. I mean, I don't know too much about the other two, but I really don't think he had any any offers. Just offers from TNT and stuff, probably. Yeah, he probably already has a much better deal signed with them. Oh yeah, that's I... my. <laughs> I disagree. How can you think Subban had no offers at all? Well, maybe none that he felt was worth it. Like maybe a couple pretty small ones and at the rate his career has been going and the other career he's been starting will probably make him a lot more money. I guess. I'm just very surprised that he wouldn't even take uh, I guess it might not be teams that he wanted. Like what if Arizona offered him a contract? He's probably like, no. But, I mean, this is what I'm thinking – you have a, a limited amount of years as an NHL player. Why wouldn't you want to capitalize on that and play the longest as you can and try and at least win a championship? You, he's set. He can do whatever venture he wants to get into. I'm sure he can do that with business or media following. Like I'm very surprised he chose now to retire because, like I said, it's a very limited number of years you have to actually play, and I doubt he had no offers. I mean, this is P.K. Subban. You know, there's defensemen a lot less talented that are getting offers. To not think that there's a one-year deal out there somewhere, I think Edmonton had rumors to be interested among other teams. Like, So I'm just surprised by that decision. Um, but you like to retire completely from playing is... I think hey, you uh, never know. He might come back. Players come out of retirement, right? Sometimes. True. Um, he's not going to get any better. So. <laughs> yeah, I definitely see where you're coming from with that, Corey. I, and I think you're kind of right. I think he might have been just super picky on where he wanted to play. Maybe he was okay. wanting to stay East Coast in Canada and maybe not play for Ottawa. So that only leaves like Toronto, Montreal. I think those were two names that were brought up in like rumors. Like he wanted to either, you know, go for a cup run with the Leafs or, you know, go back home to Montreal where, you know, he had amazing years there. So, yeah, but I don't think, yeah. I think there were a bunch of teams all, all, all over the league that were calling him, but he kind of made his money though, too. Like that, like the contract he just finished was, was a huge deal. Yeah. Um, so maybe he just doesn't see that value in playing for a middling team where he's going to keep on beating up his body and only make a, a mill or two a year. That's my thought process, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, Especially I mean... It's... As a right-shot defender, they're very valuable to a lot of teams, so there's no way he didn't have any phone calls. Okay. Yeah. Especially former Norris winner too. Like even if he had a a shaky last few years, a lot of injuries and just underperforming. I mean, you still take a chance on those guys. I would, I would, if the Canucks wanted to sign this guy for one year for one or two mil, one one or two million, like I would do that in a heartbeat. 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And if it doesn't work out, then then he can sail off into retirement halfway through the season. But, yeah. Mm. But, yeah, I mean, clearly the guy was – he doesn't want to play, I think. so. Probably picky uh, is what it is, yeah. Yeah. He didn't want to play enough. Yeah. Which is not good if you're giving up. Well, yeah, do you really want that guy on your team then? <laughs> All righty. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes to Char and Yandel. There's older. Well, there's there's the complete opposite. Char, I feel like <laughs> if he got if he got an offer, he would 100% still play. And I mean, there's yeah. one of those guys that, you know, fitness freak and just loves the game. Kind of like what we saw with Yager as well. Like literally will play until they cannot. So I think with Char, there's just team. He just didn't have any offers and was kind of forced into it would be my guess. Yeah. And same with Yandel too. I I, I think Yandel's season after after Philadelphia scratched him a game to ruin his uh his mm-hmm. his Iron Man streak. I think he was pretty much done with with that season, and it kind of just took over during the off season too, where he just didn't feel like it anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. So. Sticking in Canada here with all this talk, we're moving over to Winnipeg. Uh, you don't hear too much news out of there, at least this summer. There hasn't been too much, uh, but a little bit of a bigger one with uh, Blake Wheeler getting stripped of his captaincy. Um, we haven't seen this in the NHL for a couple of years now. Um, usually that does mean, you know, behind the scenes, there could be who knows what's happening over there. I know they're. Last year was a major disappointment for them. So, I mean, anyone have any thoughts on this one here? It's hard to say much without all the details. Yeah. How many years does Wheeler have on his contract with Winnipeg? Two. Two. Uh, I guess it just tells me they're probably looking to move him or they don't see him uh, in their future. Yeah, I don't know how accurate it is, but I did read somewhere earlier today that he had requested a trade last year. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. Apparently, Ooh. both sides were trying to like no. part ways. So I feel like that could definitely, if that is true, burn some bridges as far as like team culture goes when your captain doesn't want to be there anymore. I mean, do you blame him? <laughs> <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> I mean, I think he's a reason why a lot of other people, allegedly, um, the, the leadership group was the reason why a lot of other players didn't want to be there, so kind of ironic, full circle. Yeah. yeah it's a, big, a bit of a mess over there right now, it seems. I think there was it. You've got to make about, changes. Like, uh, yeah, I think there's something about just, like, you know, just wanting to change up the locker room, like, presence and stuff like that to see if they can, like, come into, like, the new season as a new team with, like, you know, new leaders and hopefully they can get something going, but but I don't think that was kind of the right move. Getting rid of a stripping your captain who's been on the team since wasn't he on the Atlanta Thrashers or something like that back in the day? I don't know. Yeah. Like, he, like he's he's been there forever, right? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. That's a, a good point. Like, I, I what Mikey says, like kind of like refresh, like restart a little bit the team, which I can understand, but also like that just brings so much media attention too with stripping your captain that it just adds a lot of noise for the players as well just for the first little bit right like i think everyone handled it super professionally at least from the media that i saw um both the team and wheeler were super professional about it i think Mm -hmm. it's like i support bonus and in doing that coming into the team where one of the potential concerns was the leadership team why not take care of it right away and build from yeah. scratch give new players opportunities because like players like Ehlers and I mean I think there's somebody else on that team that that should be um a bigger part of of like, the solution like for that Kyle team or, or someone yeah yeah like like I know Kyle Connor was getting good ice time but Ehlers was still like playing second oh, line yeah. minutes as one of the m- most skilled players in the division um just sneaky good player so I think it'll be good, just a huge refresh for that team and give new opportunity. 
Right. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. So speaking of possibly requesting trades, uh, moving on to someone who did request a trade and it was fulfilled. Uh, Nils Lundqvist uh, with New York Rangers getting traded to the Dallas Stars uh, for a first and a fourth, both conditional, but mostly going to stay as is, most likely. Um, so, I mean, Dallas gets themselves a pretty young right defender who was not going to make his mark on a team that was loaded on the right side and not giving him the you know, equal opportunity to really play so he gets a little bit of a time there and maybe dallas can actually uh use him over there Mm -hmm. yeah yeah um i'd like the only thing i have to say about this is is you don't see a lot of young players request trades so i definitely support the kid on that obviously he's getting in a situation where he's probably going to be playing and given an opportunity um like like Corey said with Subban, like you only have so many years to like play in the NHL and develop and make your money and set your family up for success for generations and and obviously the kid thought he wasn't gonna get that chance in New York, so it's cool yeah. to see him move on to the new opportunity already. Especially for a younger guy, you know, with such important years on him to you know grow and develop, he needs to be playing and. Mm-hmm. Playing as a seventh defenseman is not going to do anything for you. Nope, not at all. And the New York gets a good asset back in a first exactly, round pick. Yeah. Hopefully, they can put to good use and uh, continue their trajectory. Mm-hmm. All right, and the last bit on the news here before we can move on is uh, we had a fair bit of PTOs that really stood out to me, um, and us, you know, former Canuck legends and whatnot. Uh, firstly, legends. I'd, yeah, legends. Oh yeah. So we're starting off with uh, I think Mikey's gonna like this one. Uh, Jake Vertanen going to Edmonton on a PTO. So it's not confirmed if he's gonna sign a deal over there. But Mikey, thoughts? <laughs> okay. I mean, Jake Vertanen. Honestly, uh, I don't really have much to say about him. Like that's like good. Genuinely, like he's good at hitting. He did. A, he had like one good season on the Canucks. I think. I think he'll fit well with Edmonton, though, if he does successfully manage to get on their team somehow. I think he'll fit well with, like, kind of, like, the physical aspect. He could fit well with, like, Kane. You know, I think Edmonton likes to play a little bit more of a physical game as well, considering the players they've had in the past, like Lucic and Cassian and, you know, Derek Ryan, I believe, on their fourth line, like those type of guys. I think he'll fit well on, like, the fourth line on that team. But that's all I really got to say about Jake Rutan. He didn't really, he didn't, he didn't really impress me on the Canucks. And after all the controversy, I mean, if he finds a team that wants him, then he'll be good on the fourth line on Edmonton. If he, if he makes Edmonton, I'd be shocked. Yeah, same. I agree. I, I just don't see him being an NHL player. But that's my opinion. Did you know that Nail Yakupov finished with more points per game? Last yeah, year, I saw that. Jake Rutanen. <laughs> like, why you got to hate on Nail and then go and sign Jake Rutanen? I just, it's just a weird PR move, too. Like, like you yeah. went through all that stuff last year with Kane because of the allegations there. And it's just weird why they keep on, like, dipping into that, like, toxic pool. <laughs> like, I, like I said, they might just want some more physicality. That's yeah. what he brings. Like, he's I mean, got a that's... decent shot on him. He doesn't have to play like, you know, top minutes a game. He's good for a few minutes a night hitting people. <laughs> I mean, yeah. as good as he does have those qualities to him, you know, he's got the speed, the shot, and the hit, he can hit. I swear, during his whole tenure with the Canucks, I barely saw that. You'd maybe see <laughs> one or two games of the whole year where he applies that, but then the rest, he's just a ghost. Just and you just don't even notice him out there. Like he should be mm-hmm. laying the body, maybe getting into a fight or two, but he just he just never did that. Yeah, this this PTO tells me that if you're a high draft pick, no matter what, you'll there'll always be a team that wants to pick you up based on the potential you've had someone wrote about you somewhere. Because he's really like Mike said, he had one good year 
other than that, he's showing not a lot with the Canucks. Then you add on all the all the legal stuff that he's gone through this past year, and it's like you're taking on so much. You're, it's. I feel like his name is larger than his actual um, performance at this point. Like, what if he plays with McDavid? Like, what if they put him on a line with him? Like, come he's on, not getting, he's not getting it. He's not. Dude, his eye, his what I he he's he a decent shot. He was he was a big guy, so I think he did well in junior because he was bigger than a lot of guys. Yeah, um, he had a decent shot, but from what I've seen, like his his passing and his playmaking skills were not really at a NHL level. So I don't think there's any way he can play with Edmonton's top players. Yeah, I mean, at this point, do we really see him getting that much better? No. No. How old is he now? <laughs> Ooh, that's a good question. 25, 26? Yeah. He's probably uh, mid to late 20s. Here, I'll mid, I mid, mid, yeah. I think. 26 years old. Yeah, he's not developing anymore. Yeah. No, He's the if he can fill what what Cassian filled when Cassian first got to Edmonton, that'll be high and above uh, my expectations, um, and that could be what maybe they're trying to trying to fill possibly like Mike said as well. Yeah, well, like you said, just having been drafted so high, they're probably just hoping and praying that something will finally come out and click for him. Yeah, I feel like that's always with like a high draft pick it's like there's always a team that is willing to bite like there's always a team that will pick this pick a guy out because yeah he was a quite a high draft pick <laughs> just uh, like yakupov bounced around you know he was <laughs> um, st louis and colorado like he didn't he had better years than um for tannin but he didn't really have a lot of great performances but there was always a couple teams wanting to pick him up yeah just like what what's um Galchenyuk is a great example. How many teams has oh. Galchenyuk played for? That was gonna <laughs> be my next point. For, yeah, so yeah, Colorado. that was my next guy. I was gonna say he's a PTO on for Colorado. <laughs> hey, well, th- well, there you go. Exactly my point. Like... <laughs> I was waiting to chime in. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, um, another guy like Corey was saying that high draft pick. A lot of potential and everything behind him, but a few years under his belt, and he's traveled to a lot of teams, and some teams will always still try and grab him no matter what. Alex Galchenyuk's played for seven teams in the last five years. Jeez. Oof. That's rough. That's a lot. It's a lot of moving. Yeah. yeah, poor guy lives out of a suitcase. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But if there's, I mean... I, I, it's so hard to say if there's any team he could stick with it would be it would be Colorado but like he had a chance on Pittsburgh playing with Crosby or Malkin didn't make the cut and he'd be put on a and Toronto a couple years ago playing yeah. he had a chance to play with Matthews or Tavares didn't make the cut so like yeah is is this going to be the is this going to be the opportunity that turns him around I don't like think possibly so. last draw <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I think if it was his third team, maybe fourth, like maybe, but at like seven, it's... <laughs> I don't see it. All right. We can move on to uh, another Canucks legend. I'm saying legend as a joke here, but uh, Antoine Roussel <laughs> signing a PTO with Philly. So they're adding more grit and just absolute sandpaper. <laughs> Nothing else. He'll, he'll make the team. He'll make the team. <laughs> he'll make the team. Sports is going to love him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. See, I always kind of liked Roussel just because of that like physical nature that I feel like a lot of players just don't really have. And I know he doesn't really offer too much more than that, but you do need that on your team. But yeah. they just signed Nick Delorier this offseason too. I mean, clearly they have a strategy, and it's <laughs> un- it's unique, but you never know. They're Just gonna... going back to the 80s flyers. Exactly. If anyone would do it, game. that's worth. Beat the shit out of everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Not much else yeah. to say on that. 
I don't know. Could could be a roster player. Add some leadership. Um, yeah, I think he's older and has injuries now, so I wouldn't expect a lot. But that's their uh, Couturier replacement, I guess. Oh right. <laughs> yep. That, yeah. He'll, <laughs> he'll fill the shoes. Don't you worry. Yeah. There you go. And uh, lastly, here we got a very underrated signing. I couldn't believe he wasn't signed for this long, and he still isn't technically because this is the PTO. But Sonny Milano going to Calgary on a PTO. Kyle, I think you would definitely have a thing to to, to say about this guy. Do I? I mean, <laughs> analytics. I've heard he's pretty good over here, but. I actually haven't seen his analytics. All I know is that uh, Anaheim fans do not like him. Really? I've never heard of that. You know why? Why? Why don't they like him? Oh, oh I thought you knew the answer. <laughs> oh, I thought you knew. Oh, um, I was, <laughs> yes, I, Sorry, no, that was a question. Was, <laughs> you said it like you I, knew. Yeah. Did I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't even remember... Why? I just saw somewhere they they did not, they just weren't the biggest fans of him. I I think he was maybe some performance issues or something. Well, Hold on. I mean, he had a decent year, I swear, but or, or like off ice issues. I have no I, idea. I, I don't I, know. I've never heard of that. <laughs> there must be a reason why Anaheim elected not to resign him because I am looking at his numbers and he was. He has 34 and 66, so it's not terrible numbers. So, so if any Anaheim that. fans listen to our podcast, please let us know why you don't like him, because yeah. I'm still confused. Yeah. Because <laughs> that makes sense if that's the case, that they didn't give him a qualifying offer. Yeah. But I just quickly Googled Anaheim Ducks hate Milano <laughs> just to see if anything popped up, but nothing did. <laughs> What's fun? Yeah, I, mean, I mean, I think he's pretty good. Like Calgary's third line, why not? Yeah. For league mind where I saw this, this is gonna frustrate me. Like yeah. ripping through Instagram and Facebook <laughs> because I know I like read through all the comments when when I started seeing like negative ones. I was like, oh damn! I didn't know that the, that that was how people felt. Huh. Hmm. I don't think I'm going to be able to find it, so just pretend he, I didn't say that. It, he's he's more of like a top six player rather than like a checker. Isn't that right? I haven't watched him a ton, but I remember oh, he was yeah. he was like a, a highlight guy. reel. He was like a highlight reel YouTube kind of player, wasn't he? Well, he was part of the Zegris, you know, no, I, re- the I know. Pass. Yeah. But even before, like back to Columbus, wasn't mm-hmm. he that like a, like that YouTube sensation kind of player no uh, like that's what, what i don't know that's what i remember that. yeah yeah no no, no. The, he he had some viral clips uh, okay. i don't know if it was when he was in university or in the minors or something but he had some viral clips yeah okay like that's what i remember from him so i'm thinking like maybe he's just your kind of like offensive player that if he's not in the top six then he's not really contributing that's that's but again, I haven't really watched him recently at all, so. Hmm. Yes, yeah, so, so I don't know where I saw this, but but I remember seeing something where like there were a couple fans that were like going off about what they didn't like about him. But, um, I mean, didn't the same thing happen in Columbus too, where they just kind of got rid of him for nothing? Traded him for I'm just I just looked it up here. They traded him for Devin Shore. Oh, pretty much nothing. Yeah. That's so yeah. Not much. <laughs> Yeah. yeah i hope i mean calgary is just getting better and better with all these little signings hopefully and uh then my prediction of them finishing higher than the canucks is going to be correct okay well we'll get into that <laughs> <laughs> cool all right so why don't we move over here to some of the results from our recent instagram pool uh polls so we just Started a couple series. <laughs> Who laughed at that? <laughs> Who do you think? <laughs> yeah, definitely you. Mm. We um, forgot about one PTO. Sorry, we forgot oh. about one major PTO. Oh. Um, another Come Canucks on, legend, um, Alex Chase on. Oh, Arizona shit. Coyotes. Uh, 
Alex Chase. Yeah. I totally forgot. How could we forget? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just oh. going to say they're going to sign him because let, they like the old, old people. Let me move Arizona up in our rankings now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, we were on the Canucks trend with a couple players there. Like, you can't forget about this guy. I totally All he did was stand that. in front of the net. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> All right, Aaron. <laughs> yeah, I said that. In. <laughs> After that quick detour, back to our over-under polls here. So I don't think you guys have fully even seen our results yet. So I'm just going to read them all out. If you have anything you want to add or if you're surprised or anything, feel free to comment. But I'll just blast through these pretty quick here. Um, so our first category here was goals. So up first, we had Kreider over or under 49.5 goals. 92% of people said under. Yeah. So clearly no one thinks he's going to reproduce this season. Take that, Mikey. <laughs> he's on the first yeah. line again. Yeah. He's on the first line with Zabinajet, so. Mikey, we'll did you vote over? No, nah, I think I voted under for uh, that. Ah, okay. Okay. They right. that 52 goals, goals is crazy. 52 goals is crazy. That's a lot, especially how many were power play goals. There's no way. And tip-ins. <laughs> I'd say based right. off that poll, my, or Max actually won the trade. Just based <laughs> off the poll. <laughs> yep. Hopefully he does trades with me then. All right. <laughs> Next one. Next one. We have the <laughs> Brinkat. Also over under 49.5 goals. And 89% said under for that one. All right. Next we have Matthews. 59.5. This one was a little more split, uh, but 62% said over. Ooh, it's close. I like it. All right, and then we have Makar, 29.5 goals. Again, really split, and again, 62% said over. Nice. Kyle, I want your quick opinion on that one. What do you think? I think if he could, like, have a more consistent goal-scoring season, he could easily score 30. He was close last year. He's getting there, but this year, nice. I, I'm feeling it. Cool. All right. Yeah. Last one for our goals. We have Ovechkin, 49.5, and 78% of people said under. Ooh, it's Damn. not fun. Yeah, he's an interesting one for sure. I did say under, so. I, yeah, said, I said over. over. I said over. You said over? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> I think Clearly I said over, fans too. disagree with you. I think I said over too, to be honest. Damn. Yeah, hell yeah, over. It's no Ovechkin. <laughs> I wanted to get really close to that record. Yeah. I did not want him to score 50 goals, but just feasibly, yeah. I don't know if I see I it happening. Want him to. I just don't think he will. Yeah. Did he score 50 last year? I don't actually uh, know how many he ended up with. I can double check. I don't I, think I he scored 50. I don't think I thought, so. I thought he had 50 last year. Hmm. <sighs> Last year, 50. Yeah, he scored exactly 50 in 77 Jeez. games. <laughs> yep. Wow. Well, there you go. You never know. All right, so our next category for our over-unders this week was just for points overall. Uh, so we have our first unanimous vote of the night. Not probably shocking who it was. McDavid, over-under 119.5 points. Everybody thought he was going to get 120 or more. So. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And next up, we have McKinnon over under 99.5. And 88% of people said over. Yeah, we so, find a way to not score 100 points, though. So, like. That, that is fair. I do want to ask because I know, Aaron, you said under. I know this for a fact. I did. <laughs> I did say under. I, I thought it would probably be close, but I just. I don't know. I feel like he's had some injury issues, and I just am not certain he will be healthy enough to make it. Fair enough. Clearly not many people agree with me, but that's okay. Yeah, no. I I'm a little bitter from having him in fantasy recently. <laughs> um, all right, next up. Pedersen, over under 69.5 points, and 78% said over. Let's go. Hell yeah. yeah. I feel like I know. <laughs> and of course, we had to end with another Canuck before we get too deep into Kyle's hatred of the Canucks here. Um, 
over under 89.5 from Miller and only 56% said over. So that one was actually the most split vote we had. Yeah, I said over just because I wanted to. <laughs> I think Fair I said enough. under for both just because I wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's it for this week. And we will be posting a few more categories on our Instagram story for some other over under polls we'll talk about next week. Again, our Instagram is at Chellstars. Please go follow us so you can interact with our polls. All right. It's a division prediction time. Yeah, the main event. It took us a while to get here, but here we are. <laughs> so uh, I'll start us off. We're going to start with the Atlantic division. Um, so pretty much what we're going to do is just give you the uh, the full kind of rankings. We're not going to go through each team. We're kind of just going to do who we think is going to – who are going to make the playoffs, who will uh, kind of, you know – fall close to that wild card spot and then pretty much who's just not going to make it um so the first place in atlantic averaged out will be tampa second is the leafs third we have florida fourth we have ottawa fifth detroit sixth is boston seventh is buffalo and eighth is montreal so pretty much the top three teams there tampa toronto and florida we kind of have in in lock and in position to make the playoffs uh probably ottawa detroit and boston are going to be like the middle tier and we have buffalo and montreal just not even coming close to making the playoffs you guys think that's a pretty fair ranking in terms of that division yeah i would say once we like averaged out all of our rankings it, i i don't mind those there it makes sense to me you, you know, we have those top three teams that should be making the playoffs, and then we got those bubble teams with Ottawa, Detroit, and Boston, and then the bottom two that we can probably tell where they're going to be in the bottom there. Um, I do want to go over to Corey, though, because I like his list is very intriguing. Um, he had a word for it. Yeah, uh, Detroit at number three over Tampa. And then you have Boston all the way down at eighth. Yep. Boston yeah. coming last. Interesting. Yeah. So um, I think we're look, looking at Atlantic. I think uh, I don't think Tampa Bay is going to be number one. Um, they're going to be more in that bubble, I think, um, just because they've had a, a two back-to-back cups, three straight finals. Um, they're not. They're not going to be at the top all the time. Um, Look for Detroit to push. They're getting better. Look for Buffalo to push a little bit more. Um, Boston, I think, will have a bad year. Yeah, I think they're going to bottom out. Um, and you're going to have – so we have Detroit, Ottawa, Buffalo, Montreal. These teams are going to be pushing. They're younger, getting better. Uh, Tampa Bay is on its way out. It's going to start this year. Um, so is Boston. Tampa Bay and Boston are on their way out. And um, – Florida and Toronto are at their peak. So expect those two teams to be near the top. I probably see what you're saying about Boston, but I just feel like there hasn't been any sense of decline yet for Tampa. To have them drop that much with not that many changes seems a little bit extreme this fast. I have them at four. Just sure, they'll make the playoffs. They're still good, but uh, Kucherov. But, I mean, you know, what? Stamkos is always injury-prone. Kucherov been injury prone um their players aren't getting younger they've just re-signed all their veterans they're um they'll be steady but that's that's it that's my rationale it, i mean i mean predictions are my biggest thing with predictions is like they shouldn't be a carbon copy of last year so we should predict change yeah i'd agree because and that's why Ottawa's no longer at the bottom. Eh, <laughs> uh, slightly. Okay. okay so, so, so between yeah. Ottawa and Detroit, obviously I know Corey's got got Detroit, but who do you see between th- those two teams fighting for a wildcard spot stronger? Detroit, because they are they already took a leap last year, and they're, so they're one step ahead of Ottawa. 
I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I think Ottawa got a lot better in the forward department, but it, it'll. I just. I don't think they got enough improvement from their defense. Yeah. And possibly think... even goaltenders too, right? Like. I don't think they touched their defense. I don't think they did either. <laughs> like also, at least they did a little bit, but not much. I think too, like we we can't um, put too much weight on additions and subtractions, but I think we should also think about just like um, natural growth. Yeah, like natural growth as a team, right? Yeah, sure. Like you know, your your young players are going to evolve, or they should. Um, you know, and a team that's older is well, you you would can't expect them to regress a little bit. So, you know, um, look at Detroit's goaltending, Husso and uh, Nedeljkovic. Like, I expect him to have a better year than he did last year. Um, Nedeljkovic, I'm talking about. But yeah, anyways, that's a but, pretty solid tandem. You're right. Yeah. yeah so, um, oh. yeah, that's that's what I'm looking for. I I, I like it. So. Perfect. Corey, you want to take away the Metro? Yeah. Okay. Let's head to the Metro. Um, <clears throat> so our top, uh, I'm going to say a top two that we have are uh, Carolina Hurricanes and New York Rangers. Um, both teams did well in the playoffs last year. New York obviously went to the third round. Carolina was in the second um, with their backup goalie. Uh, I think we can both expect those teams to be at the top of the division. Um, they're, again, I would say like in their peak or hitting their peak. Um, definitely in a uh, Stanley Cup window, especially for Carolina. Uh, and then we have kind of your bubble teams, I would say. I'll put in, uh, we have New Jersey at three, Pittsburgh, and then Washington. Um, so Pittsburgh and Washington are kind of like your mainstays in that metro. Um, still good teams. A uh, few changes there, but uh, I like that older core. New Jersey is a new addition we have here that didn't make the playoffs last year. Um, I guess we can all, all shoot it to um, who wants to talk about New Jersey. Maybe uh, Aaron. I talk, talk about, about New Jersey. Yeah, okay, go for it. Sorry, Aaron. If it, uh, uh, I'll pass it off <laughs> to you after. So, so be prepared. Um, well. I mean, I talked about Hughes a lot with you guys. I don't think we talked about him too, too much um, on the podcast, but but I <laughs> um, but I'm anticipating a huge season from Hughes. I think I think he had a great season last, like a great half, second half of this season last year, and I really think he's gonna pop off this year. And I think he sure is also gonna take another step forward. Um, their goaltending cannot be as bad as it was last year. Like it was actually like atrocious. So yeah. anything better than atrocious goaltending will mean that they're now fighting for a playoff spot, especially Dougie Hamilton too. I forgot him. He uh, should be healthy all year. He missed most of the last year. So yeah. it's just an unlucky job. Did they change their goalies up or do they, do they still have their same goalies? Well, they still have is it Blackwood, added, uh, and then they have Vanacek. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, Aaron, what do you guys say on New Jersey? <laughs> yeah, to be honest, not much different than you. I just think like, that they're like young and just ready to prime, like come into their prime here. I mean, they've made some changes, but it's more just kind of what you said. Just their young players have been slowly developing, and they're finally at that point where you can finally start to see it coming through. Pretty Look exciting. for uh, Luke Hughes to make he, maybe mm. join the team after his season Ooh. in college. Yeah, I heard about that. Heard about that. Mm -hmm. Which which team between Pittsburgh and Washington is most likely to to fall off? Pittsburgh. I think Just because they're so old and injured. Yes, they are all old and injured. <laughs> <laughs> I think we talked. I talked about this last time, but I also think Washington is is gonna fall off too a little bit. But they'll they'll have they got that that Russian fuel that'll keep them around for a little bit longer. <laughs> and Max, you said Washington. You think? I uh, I think Pittsburgh will do better than Washington. Uh, yeah. Both I had, you know, slightly down in my rankings. They're very hard to predict. The Metro, 
between all of them in New Jersey. Washington did add Kemper, which is a pretty, you know, a little bit of a better add after last year also having very bad goaltending. So hopefully he'll be able to help him out there. Hopefully, yeah. And Mikey, does does Columbus even sniff a playoff spot, or are they still too young? Uh, that's tough to say. Um, I honestly think if they're going to make the playoffs, they'll be closer to that wild card spot. I don't see them beating out, you know, obviously your top three, top four teams that we kind of went over. With the Goudreau addition, he could either do really well or just like poorly, in my opinion. I don't really know who he's going to play with either. Like he might play with Line A. I don't know who the center will be, but maybe Jenner. I, yeah, th- I think, yeah. What were, what were you talking Boone Jenner at center, who apparently is sneaky good. Did not know uh, that, but Columbus fans apparently love him. I had him in fantasy, and he was a little hidden gem for me. Yeah. Are you Columbus fans? Yeah. Yeah, you know we, all had a, we all had a, we all had Blue Jackets at number six on our ranking. So besides Corey, we all had uh, the Blue Jackets at number six. So that just kind of shows that if they're going to make it, they're going to be a wild card team, which is what we think yeah. anyways. Just squeaking in there, right? Yeah. Awesome. Anybody else for Metro? You guys want to mention Islanders? Uh, any any chance the Islanders? No. 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 So much opportunity over the offseason. So many good players to sign. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. Yeah. Um, Even if unless Barzell carries them. Yeah. They, yeah. they got rid of Trots, they, so who knows. They have, they have good goalies. Yeah. They, they do have the guess. best tandem in the league, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, they're, they're just a very sound defensive team but they just don't know how to score so uh that kind of required to win some games yes um awesome we'll switch gears into my favorite division the central division um i wonder why (laughs) obviously colorado's at the top um i think that was i think the central and the pacific division was unanimous for the top team um when it comes to like that that second tier under Colorado, we were kind of looking at Minnesota, St. Louis, with a hint of Nashville, Dallas in there. Um, I don't know how you guys feel about Winnipeg, but I think Winnipeg's a step below those four teams. Definitely. And then Ari- yeah. and Arizona and Chicago are just out of the question at all. So it'll be a, it'll be an interesting test this year to see Minnesota, St. Louis, Nashville, Dallas, and and how they how they play this season and, and where they end up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, That's going to uh, be a really uh, tight division. Yeah, that yeah. one was really hard to do. <laughs> like, I could easily see Minnesota, St. Louis, Nashville kind of all interswapping between second and fourth. I mean, even Dallas, you know, they had a few little additions here and there. They still have to sign Robertson eventually. Um, but those four five teams man four teams uh can just uh, they can juggle for me yeah I, I think the only reason why i had dallas at the bottom of mine was just the fact that sagan and ben aren't getting any younger same with pavelski i don't yeah. see i don't see them as strong this season i'm thinking pavelski will still be close to that but without that secondary scoring of jamie ben i just think that they're going to struggle a little bit more but new coach, who knows how he's going to play these guys. So, What about St. Louis? St. Louis. I'm a big fan of St. Louis because they're just built, like, tough. Um, I think this is the last year that they'll have a good kick of the can because O'Reilly and Tarasenko's contracts are coming up, I think, at the end of this season. Yep. And so I'm thinking that they're going to go all in this season and then they'll have to kind of reevaluate after that. But I think I think St. Louis will be up there. Um, did I have them second? Or, yeah, I had them second. I, I think St. Louis is it's just a overall tougher team, and they're going to bully Minnesota a little bit and take that second spot in the division. Yeah. Because Minnesota's coming into this 
What's that? Sorry, I was going to say Corey's rankings are interesting for the Central. <laughs> well, no, I, I would just switch St. Louis and Dallas. I like... Uh, you I have Winnipeg at four. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, I do have Winnipeg at four. <laughs> you do? <laughs> and why is that? Um, because they're they're good, too. They got Ellers, Dubois, they got Shifley, like... They because they they uh, underperformed last year. I like if they have Hellebuck, he's a great goalie. Um, That's so yeah. true. If if Hellebuck can have an unreal season again, which he was consistently doing for like half a decade, um, they could find themselves they find them in a playoff spot easily. Yeah, I, I guess that's why I think they have potential to be better. Nashville, yeah, I had them over Nashville, but Nashville's. Like if Yossi and Soros, Soros. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess I had yeah. Uh, St. Louis, I'm just uh, kind of similar. I guess I'm just not a big fan of these older old teams, but I feel like St. Louis. This I think it'll start this year that they won't make the playoffs. Okay, okay. Um, yeah. One player to watch from Winnipeg if you're in a really deep league, Cole Perfetti. Um, mm-hmm, yeah. is supposed to play top six minutes for the Jets. So he's going to be playing with either Kyle Connor or Nikolai Ehlers and either Dubois or Shifley. So, Kyle Connor, he... unreal player. Good player, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's all I got on there. Nashville, anybody have anything special to say about Nashville? No, not entirely. I mean, the one thing that scares me with Nashville is like last year they just had like career years out of like everyone. Yeah. So in, yeah. To like replicate that, it's gonna be pretty difficult. Like Duchesne and Johansson came out of nowhere with monster yeah. years. Yossi even ninety six points. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but Saros is only gonna get better, so. <laughs> It's clear like he's just gonna carry the team. I don't know. He he could get worse. <laughs> don't say that to he Kyle. <laughs> he could. Maybe I won't draft him this year. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So I think um, we can probably move on to the Pacific divisions then, unless anyone has any final thoughts on that one. I have uh, Chicago over over Arizona, and you guys all have opposites. So. Yeah. Well, and 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 what what do you, yeah, do you want to talk there? in depth about that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah Arizona sucks. Um, Patrick Chicago Kane, is so much Pat- better. Patrick Kane is better than everybody on Arizona combined. If they if they bring up a couple of their newer draft picks, then they'll probably be ahead of Arizona. I don't see Arizona doing well. Buddy, we just talked about Alex Chason. Come on. Yeah, yeah right, man. I'm switching my. I'm switching my right now. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Arizona's looking like doo-doo. Okay, does anybody have a guess for their first line center, according to Daily Faceoff? Oh, um... Well, oh, Schmaltz no, no. still... If you... No. Uh, well, I mean, Schmaltz is listed as a left winger here. No, oh, that's weird. I really only know it? Clayton Oh, Keller. I think I know it. If, if it. if someone guesses it without... Without looking at daily faceoff, I will buy you a beer. I feel like I remember seeing a comment somewhere about it. I want to say like Boyd. No, Max, you can't do this. (laughs) Travis, Travis (laughs) Boyd. Travis Boyd is their starting center. Oh yeah, Max, I I I owe you a beer. Hell yeah. Oh god, that's That's disgusting. I'm looking at the roster right now, like. I don't mean to drag this on, but oh my god, do they have a poor team. They have Andrew Ladd on their roster on the NHL app. Travis Boyd <laughs> didn't have a bad year last year. He had 17 goals, 18 assists in 74 games. So, I mean, that that's quality first-line center for a bottom-feeding team. <laughs> yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Are we ready for the Pacific? Please, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so this one was a bit of a mess, I think. 
trying to come up with the order. Um, we did have a pretty clear number one, and that was Edmonton. I mean, pretty fair in that one. They have just kind of overall gotten better. They finally seem to have solved their goaltender issue. So that shouldn't be quite the surprise that we had him them in number one. Um, bottom of the barrel, kind of similar again. At the very bottom, we have San Jose, then Seattle, then Anaheim. Um, and then we get to the middle of the pack, which is a little bit all over the place. So our final rankings we ended up with were LA 2, Calgary 3, Vancouver 4, and Vegas 5. I do think that's pretty fair given the changes teams have made in the offseason. Vegas losing very important pieces and just overall. I mean, you never know. It's honestly a bit of a mess, that division. So yeah, I'm just going to throw it over to you guys. Any thoughts on particularly that middle pack, how that's going to work out. It, it, it could be the uh, most competitive division, I think, because all those teams, all those middle teams are, they're all kind of getting better. They're all about the same. Yeah. It's just like a mess in between. They all, I think Kyle made a good point earlier. I don't want to steal it, but, um, Basically, all of them have like almost one little weakness to their team that really needs to, you know, in a way, be good enough for them to make playoffs. And if it falters at all, then that's going to be their weakness. And that's the reason why they won't make it. You can go through all the teams and they have a very clear reason why they, you know, going into the season at least that they're going to be in a rough shape. Yeah, pretty much every team here is still missing one key piece to really go far in the playoffs. But Pacific Division-wise, they can probably be successful. Just outside of that, I'm not too sure still. Max, I'm glad you stole that point because I totally forgot that I said that earlier. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> no, you yeah. should have just taken credit for point. it. Well, yeah, yeah, you could have just taken credit. Yeah, but if you remembered, then it would have been like, hey. <laughs> oh, well, like as soon as you said it, I remembered that I said it, but... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I'm glad that you brought that up. Yeah, it's it, it's it like I was saying it's it's interesting that every single team has just like that one thing that they're missing like like you guys kind of doubled down on and that's just going to determine who finishes in that like third, fourth, fifth spot in the division. So I I personally think LA is a lock. I know some of you guys' opinions might differ on that, but I think LA was like a lock for second after Edmonton. Um, oh, but it's the Calgary, Vancouver, Vegas. I would agree. I think LA is is going to do well. Again, yeah, if they're almost any... the most well-rounded. Oh well, what about Calgary? What's Calgary's weakness? That's a good point. I mean, I had I had LA two, Calgary three. I think they're pretty close. I don't know what I would say Calgary's biggest weakness is. The fact that their team uh, changes every three years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I think that's I mean, it. It's just it's a much different team. So it's, how do you predict? Yeah, that's right. How do you predict? Their their best players are all new. Like, is so Kadri going to be as good as he was in Colorado for them? Yeah. A big it, it, yeah, that was a career year. Lindholm contract year year last year. Yeah, yeah contract year. Uberdo. Yeah. New team, not playing with Barkov anymore. What can you expect from him? What's gonna be, what's gonna be like a good season for him? Is is yeah, ninety true. points a good season for him? Is or does it have, or does he have to be in triple digits again? <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, Calgary will definitely be one of the most surprising teams this year. Whether that ends up being a positive surprise or not, we'll see. But yeah, they're very they they look different. They look good, but it's good on paper who knows how that's going to translate yeah i like that point well thank you <laughs> i finally got a compliment you guys Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> um what does vancouver have to do to make the playoffs they need better they... defense still and they yeah. need other players need to be at their best or near their best. No one can have bad years like we saw last year. Yeah, Pedersen is a big key to this team. If he can yeah. stay healthy and Absolutely. have a year that everyone's kind of hoping for, then, you know, 
I can see them doing really well. Five forwards are really good, but defense will have to be good. It'll be a lot better than it was last year, so everyone will have yes. to chip in. My uh, basically, Kyle, I put Vancouver at two. Like that's their, that's it. Like that's kind the of potential. their potential. Yeah, I was basing that because I wanted to be. Um, what do you what, what do you call it? Like like optimistic. Uh, uh, optimistic. Yes, thank you. Like that's yeah. my uh, optimist. Um, is 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 that their potential or is that their ceiling? Like, I'm like, what would they like? Oh, their their potential, their potential is. Well, their uh Oh, I mean, their potential is the first in the divi- in the division. Like, they have pieces. I mean, I think. But uh, my the realistic ceiling, yeah, it's probably two. Because L.A. is not that far from Vancouver. Um, yeah. is, are, yeah. are the Canucks a stronger team if they have Pedersen, Miller, Horvat down the middle? Or having Pedersen on the wing is better? Uh, that I don't know. No? That's that uh, is difficult because uh, I know Dickinson had a really rough year last year. And I know that I think they still have him penciled in as the 3C and Lazar is the fourth center, so is we'll... is is Hoglander a top six player yet? I I would say no. so. I mean, he complements with Horvat pretty well because he's a very grindy kind of guy. He works hard, yeah, and shows flashes of that skill. I don't think he's showing a E yet, but he could be. Could. You say flashes, I mean, there's potential, but we haven't seen it consistently. Potential. Yeah. Do they still have to move a player to be under the salary cap? No, I'm pretty sure we're good. Good? Yeah. He's t- he, I mean, there's also talks that, uh, what's his name? Um, Poolman might still be injured, so he'll be sticking on the IR possibly. Right. So, a bit of a rough signing there. Yep. Alrighty. I think that pretty much concludes all of our division predictions, unless anyone else had anything to chime in for the Pacific there. I think you can take that as a no. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Perfect. So, I mean, we'll quickly wrap things up here. So, we'll just want to go over the our fan question results from last week which the question was um who what team is going to make the playoffs that didn't last year and similar to what we were just talking about here you guys replied with new jersey and vancouver so that kind of uh coincides with what we think and i do like both those answers (laughs) um pretty much next week we're we're gonna have a, a little earlier in the week podcast at least that's what it's temporarily scheduled in for and we have been anticipating this podcast for a while now um if you might not know kyle and Corey have a very famous debate between each other whether face-offs matter in the nhl and that's just not so much should be they be in the game it's more so do they actually statistically matter yeah yeah it's the game of nhl it's not like do they matter because like there's situations where winning a face-off like 30 seconds left you got your net pulled yeah that face-off matters but like throughout the game does winning 15 percent more face-offs than your opponent actually make a difference in you winning or losing Mm -hmm. and for me i don't think that 15 percent makes a difference which we'll get into next week i don't want yeah. to save your arguments yeah <laughs> i'm gonna save my arguments because i don't want cory having rebuttals ready <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we're you guys will be in store for so that that's our question for you guys do face-offs matter yes no so let us know Chell stars insta or even if you can find us on you know message us through or leave a review on spotify or anything like that we'd love to hear it uh Aaron, I'll throw it over to you now. Yeah, so thank you. Um next week's going to be a big one. Make sure to bring popcorn. They will have lengthy arguments for you guys. So if it's going to be 
any podcast to listen to, that's going to be the episode you want to hear. Um, we will make sure to update our over-under polls. We'll throw that new fan question onto our Instagram as well. So as always, go follow us there. And other than that, we'll see you guys next time. <laughs>